Welcome to Last God Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. I'm Darren. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for putting up with my bullshit. Which you're still putting up with, by the way. <laughs> Terrific. This is excellent. This is what I always wanted. <laughs> uh, Darren, do you know what this lovely show is all about? Um. Not really, actually. I, I mean, I wasn't sure if I wasn't given a lot of information on purpose. Maybe that was part of the, like, you know, the fun of it was, like, coming here and not knowing what I'm getting myself into. It's kind of the fun. I got excited uh, that you yeah. didn't even ask. I was like, he didn't even ask. <laughs> yeah, because she told me, she was like, he said yes. I was like, that was work. <laughs> I'm always down to try something new, you know. <laughs> oh. Love a train wreck. Fair, fair. We are a train wreck. Boy, and how. Right, here we go. I'm trying to not... Guys, I'm not in the kind of physical shape it takes to hold a cell phone out for an hour. And I don't have, like, uh, so I, I don't know. Can you just prop it up? I'm trying to. That's why you see all this jiggly. Listeners can't see the jiggly. But it is pretty pretty darn jiggly. And I'm not good at it. Because if I did something good and correct in the world, like, I don't know, the universe would cease to be, wouldn't it? I sincerely doubt that. I don't. Okay. Cool. Maybe I have it. Okay. All right. We're doing okay. All right. Cool. We're up against the mic. All right. All right. So what happened? Why don't you explain to Darren uh, what what our premise is? What we do is is we review all the gods and goddesses of uh, the ancient world. In this case, Greece, and we are up to the semifinals. So I'm going to pinch pitch to you, Zeus, as a winner to pick. And Danny is going okay. to pitch the god Pan to you, as he could be the winner. And then you get to pick okay. however you okay. want to pick. Right. Whoever you think is the best, that will be the best. You can ask any questions you want. It uh, doesn't matter. what they're, They don't have to be in reference to deital activity. It could just be, who do you think the god of FedEx would be? Which would be Hermes, by the way, not in... I figured it would probably be Hermes. <laughs> he didn't make it very far, I'm sorry to say. But, I mean, it could be you just like the way the name is spelled. You don't really have to, like, you don't even have to explain why if you don't want to. Well, see, that was part of I my... I mean, we're going to uh, ask. That was part of my issue is because I actually used to be uh, really big into the different, like, you know, pantheons when I was younger. But I have not really followed in a very, very long time. So I'm like, oh, I just almost feel like I'm coming into this cold, so... Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Oh, I forgot to email it to you. Damn it. And now I'm using my cell phone, so I'm out of luck forever. Uh, what are you trying to email? I was going to send him the picture that they found at Pompeii of Leda and Zeus. I don't know if, Darren, you remember the story of Leda and Zeus, where Zeus it was a swan and had sex with Leda as said swan. Okay, I didn't know the names. I have heard, I have heard of that story like vaguely in passing, though. They, uh, in Pompeii, they had archaeologically discovered a relief in which... She is sitting down, her legs are open, the goose is in the center, and she's grabbing a curtain for, you know, you know why we grab curtains. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, I can put that one together. Yeah, like in, in other tellings of the story, she was not a willing participant, but in this relief, she looks extremely willing. Okay. And he doesn't, in other stories, he changes back into a human form. In this one, he is not in human form. She's just into it. Hey, listen, there's a kink for everything. It's a rule, uh, I don't even remember the number anymore. Rule 46 or something like that? 42? I forget the number now, but hey. 
Because humans are nasty. Zeus invented furries. Who invented furries? Zeus. Probably. Oh, yeah, 100%. He invented most of the kinks. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, This is an aside. Before we get started, I wanted to let Danny know, and Darren, you can know too. When I imagine Poseidon talking, I think he is from Boston. (laughs) I do. That's it. He's got a Boston accent. Because it's like a ocean-based city, a lot of shipping, and uh, I feel like he would say hot in a Boston accent. Like, if he... He would say what? Yeah, he'd be like, that's hot. Cox's car. Yeah, he's like, come down to the harbor. Got a dog named Dobby. Cox's <laughs> car in the harbor. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever hear that now. I know. No. Every time I hear someone talk about uh, like Poseidon, I think... It's just going to be a Boston accent. It's a wicked time. I don't know if you guys have watched Rizzolian Isles, like the senior citizen I am. I did watch no. it. <laughs> <laughs> like three times. I actually have watched it because uh, my girlfriend is actually very into it. Yes! You tell Christina, I said, yes! I'll be sure to. <laughs> well, I, Poseidon I is Giovanni. So there's a Giovanni on that show, and that's what he's like. He walks up to everybody's his soulmate, and he's like, "Hey, you two are hot." <laughs> I'm trying to see if I remember that character. He's the one with the I'm with sure the car. I... He he re uh, he fixes the cars and stuff. I might have seen it half part of an episode with him in it, but like, uh, <laughs> I'm sure if I tell her I don't remember who it is, she'll make me watch one with him. So <laughs> I'm the oldest person that ever lived. Um, Fun fact, I used to have a, a Massachusetts accent until I moved when I was little. It's still in you. In and you. I don't miss it. it. It is still in me. It is still in me. <laughs> Deep inside. It happens every now and again. My North Carolina accent comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there's some words that I've melded together with, like, California and, and Massachusetts, and they come out sounding really weird. <laughs> I can't even picture that. No. <laughs> So who do you want to hear first, Danny? All right, well, so now we're just going to... Oh, go on, Danny. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, Pan is coming in as the underdog, so it's like, you know, almost feel like it's like a, a reigning champion kind of thing, so I feel like we should start with Zeus. You know, oh, champion always no. comes out first. Oh, okay. actually champion usually comes out last, but, you know, whatever. Well, I just want to say, fun fact, both of these are the deities that I covered, so... Okay. I'm good with either one winning. <laughs> She's a winner. Zeus is very breaking. That's all I'm saying. Zeus takes a lot of liberties. And now poor... <laughs> Zeus is... Zeus's cologne is Axe and he smells like Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds entirely accurate, actually, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Zeus is the god of the sky, lightning and thunder. Uh, He's the ruler of all the gods on Mount Olympus, and he is the sixth child of Kronos and Rhea, who were the queen and king of Titans. He's also somehow the god of hospitality and fair treatment of guests, and the god of oath-keeping. All of that seems very questionable to drop in. Oath-keeping, if it's not marriage oath, I guess. I promise you we're going to have sex and I will give you a bed tonight. All things covered. <laughs> uh, he's the youngest of the siblings, uh, or the oldest since he was uh, eaten last, but never actually eaten, so he got to stay out of Kronos, so he 
became the oldest. Time's weird. He swallows the kids, and uh, Rhea gave him a rock and was like, that's definitely Zeus, and he ate the rock instead, and Rhea hid, excuse me, hid Zeus away. Uh, together with the allies of, oh boy, did I write this down? Yep. No, hey. those are my notes. No, no, I know, but I, I was going to go in for the pronunciation of the hundred-handed ones, but I don't think I can. Hecatonicaira Hyres. I'm proud Bless of you. <laughs> I'm so proud. Uh, they're the and the elder Cyclopes. They fought with Zeus and the other siblings in the war against the Titans, and Zeus took Cronos's scythe and cut him to pieces and sent him to Tartarus. Uh, later on, him and his brothers would pick lots to see who gets to be what, and Hades got the underworld. Poseidon got the sea, and Zeus got to be uh, the god of the gods. He didn't rig it. Totally fair. It was a fair draw. <laughs> Lots of stories happened around his infancy while he was not being swallowed by his father. They say that he was raised in a cave, and that some of the soldiers, whenever the baby would cry, would dance around and bang their spears against their shields so that Kronos would not hear it. And I read, I swear to you, I read this before I got home. <laughs> To be fair, Teresa's well, going off my notes. She didn't cover him the first time. Okay. <laughs> I tried really hard. And my notes tend surprised. to be way just, heavier than hers. I just recently watched Percy Jackson, and I'm just like, wow. They actually kept it fairly accurate. I'm kind of surprised. That movie is trash. You should read the books. No problem. Oh, no. Audiobooks. Like the second one. Mm. Come on, FedEx driver. Get in on those audiobooks. <laughs> They're really good. Like, that movie is absolute trash. Yeah, but you know, the problem with the audiobooks, as much as I love them, but like now that my work schedule has changed and I only go in one week out of every month, mm. I don't get to finish a book with the audiobook. Like I used to be able to finish them because I'd be commuting every day, oh. but now I'm not commuting. So I start a book and then I'm like, wonder how this is ever going to end. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hassle you about those books later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, as a token of their appreciation, the Cyclopes gave Zeus thunder and the thunderbolt uh, that had been hidden by Gaia. Uh, that was his reward for freeing them. Uh, they chose lots, I told you that. Gaia resented the way Zeus had treated the Titans because they were her children. Soon after taking the throne, Zeus had to fight some of Gaia's other children, uh, Typhon and Echidna. Echidna? Yeah, whatever, you sh- this is unbelievable. Hercules, the legendary journeys. <laughs> he, he defeated Typhon and trapped him under Mount Etna, uh, but left Echidna and her children alive. He is married to Hera. She really enjoys that. It's her favorite thing. <laughs> uh, he's also the god of honor and justice. He establishes and enforces the law. His symbols are the thunderbolt, the scepter, the oak tree, the eagle, and the bull. Uh, his throne is guarded by the gods of strength, rivalry, victory, and force. Uh, but sometimes Nike, the goddess of victory, would travel around uh, in miniature form on Zeus's chariot. That's why you see her like little sometimes in his hand. When you worship Zeus, uh, it's a bunch of festivals. And there is also an altar to Zeus, um, not made of stone, but of ash, of the accumulated remains of many centuries worth of animals sacrificed there. He liked an animal sacrifice, but he could not abide by a human sacrifice. Do not 
do no human sacrificing. He got really grossed out by one of them. Like uh, somebody was doing some human sacrifices and he got grossed out. And so he sent down a flood. You know, good old flood coming at you. And guys. Everyone's go to apparently. Yeah, I wonder. Right, every, every civilization has a flood story. Yep. Waterworld was a documentary. That's obvious now. <laughs> I like Waterworld. I don't know why everybody hated it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I never actually saw it. It's long. <gasps> Hang on. Boy, it's long, but Dennis Hopper's in it. Dennis <laughs> Hopper on jet skis. That's all I'm saying. I'm intrigued. Not jet skis. Yeah, jet skis. <laughs> it's nope. Mad Max on water. That is accurate. That is, but it's still Kevin Costner, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't mind him. Aw. I mean, I don't know what he's up to these days, but <laughs> I don't mind him. It's just that I heard so much bad stuff when it came out. I was just like, yeah, I'll see that. I know. I mean, he. Let's not. I'm not gonna lie. He loves his dystopian movies. He really does. But I gotta tell you, you should watch the. What was it? The Postman. Yeah. Yeah, the Postman. Yeah. That one's like a little Never scary now. Yeah, that one's a little scary now. <laughs> with everything that was going on. I was gonna say a little too close to home now. <laughs> a, a little bit, a little bit. Sorry, it occurred to me what I was doing wrong before, but it's okay because there's no cure for it. Zeus has a cult, the uh, Dona. Which, if you get further into the Percy Jackson books, because let me tell you something right now, about twenty books from now, from the movie you just watched. There will be an arrow that gives prophecy called the Arrow of Dodona, and it only speaks in a Shakespearean accent. It's the greatest thing on earth. I didn't realize they had that many books. Oh. I assumed it was a three-part series because there's only three movies. Well, it's supposed to be three movies. It's five books you per could, You could start with The Trials of Apollo. Ah, no way. I would say if you're going to listen to the audio version, The Trial of Apollo... Shush. Shush. <laughs> the Trials of Apollo was... Really, really good to listen to in an audiobook. The guy who was doing the voices was very happy. Like, he was clearly enjoying himself, and it definitely made listening to it. Like, I was laughing a lot. Yeah. So I would recommend those for an audiobook. You don't have to read the other ones to listen to that one. I mean, some things are more impactful if you do. I mean, if it's kind Someday of... we're going to have a... It's kind of thing where I would have to start from the beginning. Otherwise, I'll feel like I miss context or something like that. You will. There's, I guess. So there's five with Percy Jackson, then there's five with the gods of uh, Rome. So it's Camp Rome or whatever. Oh, they're boring. Oh, I didn't think they were too boring. And then there's offshoots into the Norse, offshoots into Egyptian, and then they come back for the Trials of Apollo. There's a million of these books. <laughs> they're so good. Apparently. Sounds like a lot to cover. Uh, Zeus is in them a lot. Or you could just read some horror novel. <laughs> uh, he has a couple of um, back to Zeus. We're back on we're on track, right, Cat? He's got uh, some oracles, an oracle of Amon uh, for him, and the Swaya Oasis in the western desert of Egypt. Uh, he's got an oracle there, and because oh, Alexander the Great made a trek into the desert to find that oracle, and that's where that is because of that because of him as usual the trojan war he's kind of in charge of the trojan war because the gods pick sides on who they want to fight for and he allows everybody to interfere and participate until he gets bored and then makes everybody go home and then lets them back out again 
And then he gets bored again. And he's like, enough, 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 enough. Like his little, his boyfriend Hector gets uh, killed. Uh, so I think that was, was that one of the reasons why he stopped the war? Because like, he was like, Achilles, give me Hector, because you're bad, bad egg. Well, no, part of the reason he stopped the war too was Athena, I think at some point counseled him that it just wasn't going to get any better. Mm, that adds up. She's good. Honestly, wasn't aware that he was even, was again, my the bulk of my knowledge of the Trojan War is probably from the Bradford movie. So, you know, there's that. But um, cause I didn't really know that much about the gods' involvements in it, other than, I think I knew something. And it's Kingsley, so clearly I knew not. The Trojan War was an elaborate game of risk mm. for the gods. Ah, that's probably the most accurate way I've ever heard of that. But <laughs> yeah. So also, I didn't play Risk. Right. Yeah, I don't particularly care for that game either. Uh, yeah, almost every deity was involved in it. Okay. I feel like I need to go back and read more of this. Though. They <laughs> loved it. The, all the gods loved it. So whenever Zeus was like, it's game over, they were mad. They were like, oh, this is garbage. I want hi, honey. I was just trying to win. Yeah. And he was like, no, no. What I say goes, obviously. Until I want to do it again. <laughs> Some notorious things he's uh, he's known for. Uh, he's father of Athena. Some of the legends is just that he just burst from her his head, and that was that. Others have his... He had married a woman named Metis, and she was pregnant with Athena, but he swallowed her because he was afraid, like his dad. He was afraid. He was like, oh, this one might be more trouble than she's worth and ate her uh but okay. too late athena already inside and then he asks either hephaestus or hermes or someone to hit him in the head with an axe and then athena bursts forth fully clothed and his favorite daughter immediately a lot to unpack there <laughs> he's a lot he's a lot to put up with. Yeah. they're all a lot <laughs> uh Hera tried to rebel against him once and uh, she convinced the other gods to try and overthrow him. Uh, while he slept, the gods tied him to a chair with a hundred knots and took his lightning bolts. But unfortunately for them, Zeus's loyal friend, Brarius, who was a titan that Zeus had freed from Tartarus, uh, rescued Zeus. And Zeus was so furious with Hera over her deception that he hung her from the sky in golden change and her cries shook the earth. Uh, everyone was too afraid to cross Zeus ever again. So instead of helping her, they just let her hang out there until Zeus took mercy on her as long as she swore never to rebel against him again. I feel like I should have heard that story before now. Mm. Honestly, the first time I've ever heard that one, I was like, <laughs> I missed that. I know. I think he felt especially betrayed by her. So she, he'll, he's like afraid of her and he'll allow mm. her to fuck with all his kids, like Hercules in, in particular and whatever. Like, he'll allow it. But this, I guess... Like just cut too too close, and he was like, "Oh, we're not yeah. we're not doing that because other gods, like Apollo and Poseidon, try to overthrow him like a couple times, and and Zeus doesn't hang them from golden chains. He's like, you go build that wall, You're dirty so and so. Yeah, he's like, nice try, losers. <laughs> I thought it was because she seduced him, and he was mad about that. Oh, maybe like because she seduced him, and that's how she got him tied up. Oh, like in a post uh, so post coital sleep, she's like, what a loser. Well, I thought I thought he was more mad that she 
think my camera just went off, um, that she used basically his tactics against him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're so effective. Right. Uh, that might be true. But, I'm still uh, here. Apparently, I've just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. All right. So that's that's Hera. Zeus, this is the story of Leta that we spoke of earlier. Uh, Leta, Leta took pity on the injured swan that was Zeus, uh, who raped her for, by Pompeian standards, had a great time with her. And they had children. Uh, Helen and Pollux were Zeus's children by Leta, and Clymenestra and Castor were a Spartan king, uh, Thetanotios. Well, I don't know how the goose she so she had four eggs Lita was pregnant with four eggs two eggs from the king and two eggs from Zeus I don't know why that is but here we are she must have been very upset about that yeah like I don't maybe it's because he did not transform back into his personage he's just stayed as as a, as a bird so he's like sorry it's gonna be eggs isn't that weird and fun Weird, yes. One, I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teresa's oh, frozen. Oh, hi. No, I'm not. I'm okay, not. There she is. <laughs> that happens. I get stuck. I'm here. Oh, I love you. Another time Zeus uh, seduced and or raped a woman was that he turned himself into a bull, the most beautiful bull that has ever been a bull. And she would decorate it, uh, Europa was her name. She would decorate it with flowers and perfume. And then she got on the back of it to ride it. And Zeus rode her to uh, an island. <laughs> yeah, an island into the ocean. <laughs> in which Zeus was like, it's me, Zeus, are you surprised? And she was like, not especially surprised. Because uh, then they had sex. And she had three children with him. Uh, one of whom is Minos, the king of Crete, who had a labyrinth with the Minotaur in the middle. Uh, so that's yeah, it. I'm, I'm trying to remember the Minotaur story. Unfortunately, I haven't heard it in so long. Oh, I don't remember. So I think the Minotaur is like his grandchild. Yeah. Or Some... or his wife's child. Minos' wife's child. But yeah, the, the, I feel like the Minotaur is a, was another product of a... Uh, the bull sex encounter. A, a cross yeah, the, that's breeding. Kind of like, did it cross again? breeding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you call it when an animal and a... I mean, I guess it's bestiality, but, like, in real life, you can't make a baby that way. Yeah. Like, Zeus paired him up, and he was like, like is this something? <laughs> Almost feel like he does just to see what he'll get. Like, this. Not a right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I've played video games like that, but... <laughs> oh, okay. It is... It's Minos's wife's child. Mm. Uh, Poseidon made Minos's wife fall in love with a bull. Oh, that's very okay. Poseidon, isn't it? With his, he said, yo, look at this wicked bull. Isn't it hot? It's I don't hot. know how to do it. Get in it. It's hot. It's hot. Hot. Uh, <laughs> Zeus is also the one who punishes Prometheus for giving people fire. So that's a liver picked, uh, packed out every day by his eagle. Uh, Prometheus and Athena craft human out of clay. Zeus is like, hey, don't do that. Prometheus is like, did it anyway. He's like, well, enjoy having your liver packed out forever. That's the long and short of it. All of his children end up being gods or kings. So uh, with just Hera, 
He has Angelos, Aries, Ilithia, Eleutheia, Enyo, Iris, Hebe, and Curtis. In the article I looked at, it listed Hephaestus, but Hephaestus is Hera alone and hilarious. Uh, Zeus has nothing to do with Hephaestus. Athena is his uh, daughter. Hercules is his most famous hero son. Uh, Dionysus is born from his thigh. Uh, after Hera convinces Dionysus' mother to be like, you should ask him to show him full true self. He's like, won't that kill me? She's like, ah, pussy, do it. So she did it, and he was like, well, now I have a baby in my thigh. I hope we're all happy with this scenario. And that baby was Dionysus. Again, a lot to unpack that is like, there's a baby in my thigh, excuse me? Yeah. He's like, I wonder if he like looked at like his girlfriend on fire, his wife, and the baby in his thigh, and be like, do you see? Do you see what is happening? <laughs> I got nothing for this. Just like, it, well, it, it, you know, you'd think that'd be a wake-up call, but no. No. <laughs> He'll be like, well, now I'll have to hide one extra hard next time, won't I? <laughs> uh, his daughter is Persephone. Uh, he's also the father of Apollo and Artemis, uh, the father of Hermes, and of the three muses. I mean, plus many more that I didn't have the patience to write down. He has a lot of mortal children. Yeah. He did get around quite a bit. Yeah, he did. In, uh, in pop culture, he's in everything. All the video games, God of Wars, Kingdom Hearts 3, The Adventures of Hercules that you name-checked earlier, uh, Percy Jackson, Clash of the Titans, he's on some money, and he is Jupiter in Rome. Uh, and his Roman version is less with the rape and seduction and more like militaristic because that's Rome for you, isn't it? And that... Do you have any Zeus-based questions? Nothing really comes to mind because I was actually exceptionally thorough. Um, Danny, you'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I said, it was it was kind of funny because like you know I'm just listening to it and hearing the stories that I do remember from uh, different forms of media and whatnot. Um, learning a bunch of new stuff. I didn't know the muses were his kids. There's so many things in there that I was just like, huh, I did not know that. But no, no questions come to mind off the top of my head. I'm sure that'll probably change in about five minutes. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff we didn't know when we started this this podcast. Um, and it actually was kind of fun in the respect that we started finding more and more obscure stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the versions that I had always gotten were probably watered-down school versions. Yeah. You know, they were a little more PG-13 than R-rated. But it, it definitely, I really enjoyed it because it was it was almost like a soap opera, like it, it you know, <laughs> as Olympus. And it was, yeah, pretty much. And it was definitely a lot of he said he said she said stories. So depending on the point of view of which deity we were covering, it it actually was more told from their side of the story, which was very interesting too. But now we're going to delve into Pan. He's not as um, He's not as soap opera-y as <laughs> Zeus. He is a daytime telly, isn't he, Zeus? He is. So Pan is the god of the wild, of the shepherds and flocks, nature, mountains, rustic music, a static dance, and impromptus, like, you know, impromptu get-together or an impromptu dancing. And he is the companion of the nymphs. So, like, the nymphs are usually around him or he's around them. Um, he has the hindquarters, 
and legs of a goat and also the horns. Um, he gets confused a little bit with a fawn or a satyr. Um, but again, with the, and we'll reference the Percy Jackson books, the satyrs actually worship him as their deity. So they're like lower, I don't like to say lower forms because Pan's not as much into the hierarchy as the other deities are, um, being that he's more of a nature god. Uh, but the way you can tell if it's Pan or not, when you're looking at a statue, is um, he is usually the only one that is depicted with an erection. Ah. Yeah. They will not blur out that part of his, they will not cover that with fur. So. Uh, he's the, he is recognized as the god of the fields, groves, and wooden glens, and again, he's totally affiliated with sex. And because of this, he's connected to fertility and definitely spring. The ancient Greeks also considered him to be the god of theatrical criticism, which was funny. So, um, and we'll get into that a little bit, but so one of the games that you would play to worship Pan was actually insulting games. So like males and females would get together and it was basically like um, insulting each other to see who could get the best insult. And then it would usually end in sex. Pan invented your mama jokes. Pretty much. He, he did. He did. Um, no one and it was, actually con- <laughs> it was actually considered like if, the, if you could make intelligent insults, and I don't mean like maybe Shakespearean level, but, you know, the, the better the insults, the, the more you were worshiping him, quite honestly. They weren't necessarily mean. A lot of times they were insulting. I guess they're a little bit mean, but it was more of like, like you know, almost insulting someone's sexuality to lead them on. Does that make sense? Not insulting them if they were gay, but being like, you don't have it in you, that kind of thing. And then it would usually lead to them like, oh, prove it. (laughs) (laughs) They did not, he, he actually did not, what do you call it? Discriminate against same sex relationships either. So he's also the God of panic which is where the name came from. He is sometimes considered older than the original Olympians because some say that he came before uh, Zeus and may possibly be the, uh, the son of Rhea. It's said that he gave Artemis her hunting dogs and taught the secret of prophecy to Apollo. Uh, let's see. Um, other versions say that he's Hermes' son with a nymph, hmm. and that sometimes uh, his his father is Dionysus, but that doesn't really track well because there's other. Pan shows up in uh, mythology before the Olympians do. There's there's older mythology stories of a Pan-like creature. Celtic, right? Like they get into um, it. One of his famous myths is that. What? Celtic uh, mythology gets into a bit. What? Celtic mythology gets into a bit of pan stuff, yeah. Danny. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so does more ancient Mesopotamia. See, that's actually the thing that I've been thinking about this entire time. Because even when we started, you said you were doing Zeus versus Pan. I was just like, I thought we were just doing the Greek pantheon because mm. at that point. I mean, as you've been talking, I was like, okay, I do remember him being referenced actually in, um, in Greek myths, but I was actually thought he was a completely different 
pantheon altogether. Yeah, he. Um, so there's a couple of the deities because of their close association with nature and the earth. They're definitely treated as older deities. Okay. Um, and I do think that Pan might be older. There's just too many. There's too many mythologies of deities like him, far before you know, Greek mythology and and civilization. I think. So it could be early Mesopotamia. It doesn't say that, but um, they don't really have they don't have a definitive uh, birth story for him, which is odd considering they go through so much trouble to give all the other deities these you know very elaborate birth stories. Could be another uh, Christianity thing, just borrowing what came before you. Oh my God, Christianity oh. screwed him hard. Trust me. <laughs> him and Dionysus got screwed over so hard by Christianity <laughs> he um, one of his famous myths is the origin of his pan flute Danny back to you yeah I don't know where we left off um uh, we were just finishing up the origin of his plan, pan flute um, you were talking about how other nymphs would transform into other things to escape him. Did you hear about masturbation? I did not. All right. We're going to delve right in with masturbation. <laughs> he actually learned how to masturbate and taught the shepherds. Teresa, can you hear Oh, I can hear you. So <laughs> he, taught the shepherds, he taught the shepherds how to masturbate. That's his great accomplishment. And why the shepherds love him so much. Okay. (laughs) What an invention. Um so there's a um there's a saying the great god Pan is dead. Shortly after Christianity came into effect. But masturbation, how far behind are you? What do you mean? Oh, she keeps on cutting it out. Me? Not no, I'm right here. It's yeah, only on your end. Okay, you know what? I'm going to turn off the Wi-Fi and see how that goes. Everything is a straight you. nightmare. Yeah, Hello? Lost picture, yeah. okay. okay. So we're masturbating. So we're masturbating. You know, why does this have to be the thing that I'm stuck on? Like, I have to repeat myself like four times. You, this conversation is out loud to my grandmother's in the other room. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So we know he invented masturbation. We will move on. <laughs> uh, one of the other things that is definitely, which um, you had mentioned before, was that they say that Pan died when Christ was born. Okay. Um, and that was actually the catalyst that how Pan how men knew that Pan was dead because they weren't getting to worship in the fields and and do all of the sexy, sexy times that they used to do once Christianity came along. Well, I feel bad because now we have to talk about panic sex. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we'll be okay. Okay, so Pan was the patron of what has been known as panic sex and that is not sex because you're scared and you run into... A sexual position. It, <laughs> it's it's just sex for the sake of sex, okay. purely for lust and physical satisfaction. He was not the god of love. He wasn't the guy you 
spoke to if you were looking to fall in love because he did not care. He was anti-monogamy. And while he was a god of fertility, he was more the god of, like, how'd you get fertile? Not, <laughs> like, he wasn't going to bless your children or do any of that stuff. He didn't really have any long-term girlfriends or partners or anything like that. He just had a lot of one-night stands. Um, but on the flip side of that, ecstatic dancing and music were also ways to worship him. So, you know, breaking into, you know, the music just hits you and you start dancing or whatever was a great way to worship him. Um, he didn't have temples because all of nature was considered his temple, which I, I like that. At the bare minimum, devotions were usually done by a couple because they would offer him sex magic. Um, but his favorite way was several people being involved, and it was an orgy. Um, <laughs> so people also gave him offerings of honey wine and sweet cakes. And then the nice thing about that was, so if you were in a, if you were in an area that was heavily populated with like laurel trees, you would also leave an offering for whatever nymph was said to be in that grotto. So, you know, it, it would really depend on where you were leaving the offering as opposed to how much stuff you would leave. So you weren't just leaving it to him. You were also um, leaving an offering to the nymphs that were protecting it. If you made an animal sacrifice, which he didn't really ask for that much, it was always a male goat and it, you always had to leave the sexual organs intact. And after the sacrifice, the goat meat was supposed to be eaten by the participants, which is another thing that actually endeared him to a lot of his followers. He didn't put himself, like, you didn't have to make this huge sacrifice and then walk away with an empty stomach. Um, I told you about the insult uh, games. Mm -hmm. uh, so Pan didn't get involved too much with humanity, especially with wars, but... If armies came into his land and were threatening his, and I say temples in, in parentheses, um, or his shepherds, that's when he would get involved. Otherwise, he didn't really, he didn't really care. Um, but that's when he would cause panic. So that's where he became the god of panic. He would basically run around and confuse the army and make noise so that the opposing army would run away and like freaked out, not knowing like how to handle it. Um, so that's how he would win wars. <laughs> One of my favorite things I liked about him was that uh, his nap time was so sacred <laughs> that they were said to leave the god alone during that period of day. Like, it was very bad luck to wake him up during his nap. Okay. Um, yeah. Same. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it was usually in the afternoon, and that actually corresponded with when most kind of like the siestas in Mexico, like there was a certain time of day because it was too hot to work outside. The, the nap time for Pan was usually at the highest heat of the day when people would have to rest and they couldn't work anyways. So they probably just gave him that or said that they were worshiping Pan, you know, for the nap. His legacy is that while he's not as well known as Pan these days, he's definitely... The, um, the horned one in ancient mythology, and he's the prototype for Satan, like all the pictures of Satan in Christianity. Oh, yeah. uh, flutes, panic. Peter Pan is named after him. And let's see. He didn't have a lot of kids for as much as he did. He had 12 sons who worked with the divine, but you don't know their names. And he had about four other sons, but none of them are really famous 
uh, they didn't really do anything. They're all they're all either nymphs or they uh, work they work with the muses as like handmaidens or things like that. His Roman name was Faunus or Fawn. He was still a god of nature, but they took away his sexy, sexy stuff. Because you know, Romans, that? that's no fun. Romans was so, so. Romans only cared really by the time the deity switched over. Romans were more into like very traditional roles in society and military. You know, they didn't really, you know, they didn't particularly care for Dionysus or Fawn, and they didn't give Demeter a whole lot either. And so that's Pan. You know what? In the Percy Jackson series, when they get over into the Roman side, they do have the fawns, and the fawns are way less fun. Yeah, because they took all the... I mean, joking aside with all the sex and stuff, there is a wildness and a, you know, an abandon. And again, Dionysus, Pan, and Demeter are really the only three deities that allowed people who weren't high-born society people or citizens of, of Greece to worship them. Everyone else, there was all these very strict set of rules and you had to belong to the temple and you had to leave money and you had to, you know, you could only be of a high-born, you could only be a citizen. But Dionysus, Demeter, and Pan, being nature deities, they really appealed to, like, the regular Joe. You know, you didn't have to be special to worship them. And they probably had more fun. <laughs> And getting, let me tell you, maybe from experience, if you're on a hike and you're just going to go ahead and do it anyway, it is excellent when you're out in the woods. Listen, Pan, Pan takes over sometimes and he's like, now's a good time. That's as good a time as any. Understandable. Understandable. They're like, don't do it at home. Home's boring. Home's boring. I so didn't do realize you have... I worshipped Pan as much as I do because uh, one of the things my girlfriend loves to joke about is my constant bursting out of spontaneous dance. Like, you know, she loves to make this joke about this one time uh, we went to round one and we're taking the elevator up and the lady's starting to walk in the elevator. I'm just dancing to nothing. And the lady's just looking at me and just <laughs> stops. It's like, wait for the next one. It's like, and I'm just still dancing. She's like, you confused the hell that poor lady. It's like, yeah, probably but you know, there's something very primal about that, actually. Like, you know, it's it's, it's not the norm. Yeah, it's coming from your heart. You just felt it, and you're like, I gotta move. Like, I burst out singing. God help the people that are near me when it happens. But, <laughs> Darren, I thought that story was going elsewhere. No, I I was glad for him because I was like, your girlfriend's gonna kill you if this story <laughs> goes somewhere else. No, 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 no. No, most of it, most of it is the spontaneous dance. <laughs> but that, that's good. And Dionysus has spontaneous dance, too. Sure. Very yeah. awesome. I do love Pam. So do you have any other questions, or did I cover it having to... Okay, the one thing that my mind keeps on coming back to is that, um, totally going Disney here, in the Disney movies, um, it keeps... Uh, I know Hades' henchmen are pain and panic. So when you kept on saying that they, like, related Panic to Pan, does that mean that they weren't actual, like, characters in the Pantheon, Pain and Panic? No? Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. Just created for no. Disney? I think Pain and Panic were actually... Sorry, everyone. Jesus. Jesus. I, I think Pain and Panic were actually offshoots of the Furies. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, plus, I, I'm sure it was just a fun name. I mean, also, let's let's be honest, Disney coded Hades real bad on that one. So. <laughs> also, I don't think Hera was especially happy, like, holding Zeus's oh, hand and being like, yeah. look at that Hercules go. This definitely wasn't my fault. <laughs> right. No, I definitely think Pain and Panic, though, were, um, were supposed to represent the Furies. Okay. I, I was just curious. I just, my mind came to that when you first said it. I was like, I forgot that that was their names. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember that because, well, no, I don't remember that because I do like those characters, but one of my friends, she's actually like a toy collector, um, and she just like stood online at the Disney store to get this special edition uh, Hades doll with a pain and a panic mask. Or, uh, they're fresh in my mind right now. Um, I did like them. They were cute. <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, man, can't go wrong with Bob Kegley. No. <laughs> but other than that, um, no real questions come to mind. Again, you're both uh, very thorough in your in your storytelling here. So, you know. Now, your questions can relate to anything that we said or anything to do with what goes on in the world these days or anything that you personally would like them to attend to. <laughs> Um, I don't know because like um, it's it's kind of weird. Like I am I am inclined to agree with both of you on that. That um, I definitely believe that fan probably predates the uh, the Greek pantheon as well, only because so much of it sounds similar to a lot of like you know other uh, pagan belief systems that I've heard. Like you know in passing uh, as time goes on, which um, I don't know if they necessarily predate uh, the Greek pantheon themselves, but I think they probably I'm not sure. Um, obviously, uh, particularly a lot with the, um, the panic sex rituals and whatnot. I know those are like definitely older and whatnot. Still cycling the brain and you know, again, like I said, no real questions are popping into my head right now. Um, again, like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lay down in bed tonight. It's like, but why did this happen? But why did that happen? <laughs> so if you get a phone call at like two o'clock in the morning. No worries. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, like honestly, I was uh, very curious to hear uh, the Pan story because I knew I knew a lot less about that character. But it seems like I actually knew a lot more of it than I thought because there was nothing in it that came like completely out of left field. Right. If anything, most of the left field stuff came out from Zeus. It was just like, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Which was surprising. Very, very surprising. In my mind, I'm like, so think of it this way. What would you rather have, furries or fucking outside? <laughs> Well, I mean, let's not forget that Pan is also. Oh yeah, he's like the costume inspiration. I've gone to a lot of, I've gone to a lot of uh, events where there's at least three people dressed up as some version of Pan. They they're calling themselves oh they're calling themselves satyrs, but they're Pan. Like we've all been there, (laughs) right? (laughs) Particularly after the uh, first. Chronicles of Narnia movie came out. I just couldn't get rid of him for a while. Oh, right. Oh, my God. So I just thought to myself, if pa- Pan is older than the Pantheon, that means Zeus took a look at Pan and was like, I can get behind that. And then Rosita, he's like, but I like birds more, so I'm going to go ahead and do birds. I don't believe that. I, I totally oh, my God. Are you case. saying he taught, he taught Zeus everything? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, here's how it works. And don't be gross. Wash your costume. Well, yeah, except you would think that at least Zeus would have learned maybe don't get married because Pan was, like, very anti-monogamous. Yeah. Because he slept around, at least he was ethical about it. <laughs> As I say, it was apparently so was Zeus. He just wasn't ethical about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you 
I can see Zeus looking at that. It's like, I don't know what you're selling, but I'm buying. But I'm in, you crazy bastard. Like, if, I'm a, if I'm a bird, does it count this infidelity? I say it doesn't, and I'm in charge of making the law. Flap, 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 flap. I mean, that's clearly what his mind was thinking. It was just like, it's not cheating if it's a different species. Right. <laughs> What's also interesting is Pan has, like, literally nothing to do with Zeus. He, there's no stories of him outside of giving Artemis the hounds and one other thing where he even deals with them. Like, he just, he has, he doesn't get involved in the Trojan War. He doesn't, like, fight with them. He just, as far as he's concerned, they don't really exist. <laughs> of course, they bring drama with them wherever they go. I know. He's just like, I'm going to be out in the field with the shepherds. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'll go that way. It's like, you know, literally like the blacks keep the family. Like, you know, you don't go to family yeah. dinners and like that. It's just like, no. Yes. They don't talk about me. We don't talk about them. Right. I'm, I'm about that. I understand that's a much better way to live. Less drama. I agree. <laughs> Can't wait to see who you pick. I'm so excited. I'm like, pick a winner. I'll pick. Um, well, see, that's the funny thing, though, because, like, you know, when you initially told me what this was about, my brain totally went to, like, death battle. Like, yeah. Know, like, I'm picking, just picturing this epic fight in my head between the two of them, in which case, you know, obviously, you was going to go with Zeus because you know it's a fight. You're talking about the you know the king of the gods with the lightning bolts versus like you know yeah that's pretty much what uh, Pan had in his in his back pocket. Like, <laughs> it's like kind of like trying to beat up a hippie. Like don't taste me, bro. Um, <laughs> but um, like honestly, after after listening to it, yeah, I, I won't lie. I kind of switched ships here. I think. I think I'm going to have to back down on this one. I like what he's preaching. Um, you know, come on, we're talking about a guy who pretty much, like, you know, hey, worship me through sex, and you get to eat afterwards? Mm. Right? right. <laughs> he literally thought of everything. And he doesn't need aftercare. He'll just leave. Right. <laughs> and the only other thing he demands is that you bring a gift for the ladies, too. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is just like the original Don Juan. Oh my gosh, exactly. I, know. I think we can all learn something from this. <laughs> so, are we saying Pan won? I am going to back Pan, yes. Yay! I, Pan I had a good feeling about Pan today. I said it to Danny earlier. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> I, was, I totally was coming in. I was like, nah, go on. It's going to be Zeus. What can they possibly tell me? I'm not going to make it Zeus. It changed my mind. Mm. <laughs> Pan's a tough customer. He's really, I mean,. I mean, Dionysus won too, so in the end, it might, it could come to Dionysus versus Pan. It could, which would be pretty epic. That or would be. Dionysus going That would be the most Who sexually energized situation. <laughs> Who did Dionysus go, Dionysus go against? Hephaestus. Oh. Uh, hmm. I'm wondering, and this is going to sound silly, but I'm wondering if people are sticking with the, the more grounded deities right now because we're so sick of all the bullshit it's mm. like maybe are we, all like, just we don't want to deal with to a nice nature yeah place. like yeah let's just like just get back to our basic instincts and enough like yeah maybe maybe it is i mean i could support that like that's definitely what i wanted i'm listening to what you were talking about with pan i was like no no that sounds real lovely right now right yeah, I, 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 exactly. i'm about to hold that same here. I was like, oh. Well, 
if that if that pattern holds true, then we'll see for next week because next week is Athena versus Hecate. Right. Strategic war versus ma- magic. Right. And yeah, she's my got gut his... instinct wants to go with Hecate, but uh, I don't know. That could be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. Well, now Athena even ad- the reason Athena advanced was because the person who was on the podcast when we were doing Athena picked Athena because. She felt that Athena would be the one to rise up and help in these times. So it will be interesting. That's how Athena is even in this race right now. Okay. Yeah. So the the other person, I don't remember. She was against Persephone. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah, it, it came down to Athena would probably help out everybody. And obviously this was before the election. but And whereas Persephone wasn't really known to get involved and help people. Right. Okay. So, she was more romantic. Yeah. She was. And Athena was definitely like, she would, you know, she's the goddess of wisdom. So, yeah, it's interesting. All right. So, oh, next week. Thanks. Darren, do you have anything to plug? Any particular photography business you might have? Um, I don't. I don't. <laughs> right now, all of my time is being taken with FedEx. Um, I actually haven't shot anything in the longest time. So, you know. You want people to follow you on Instagram anyway? Um, you can, sure. I haven't posted on Instagram or forever, but if you're, like, you're interested in seeing some weird stuff I've shot around the city, uh, you're more than welcome to follow me at uh, Aberrant0x7 at Instagram, A-B-E-R-R-A-N-T-0x7. Yeah. Link's in the description. And Teresa, I'll put a link in, too. I will. I like your photographs. Picture. I know it's the end of the world, but take some pictures. Carry it in the FedEx truck. I do actually. Though, the last couple of days I've had, I think today was the first day. No, I did bring it with me today. Because I'm always just like, oh, I'll get a chance to shoot something. And, you know, no, it just never happens. It's too bad because I really wanted to get a picture of the nice red leaves as uh, the trees were turning. And then it rained, and now everything's just wet and dead. So. And gross, yeah. Yep. Well, that's okay. There's always a chance. There's still some. We went hiking. There was like a couple of leaves left. Maybe there'd be fun bugs. I like taking pictures of bugs. Okay. Yeah, I think I am supposed to. I've had a couple of friends who have talked about possibly going out, like, you know, hiking somewhere just to shoot pictures. So, who knows? Maybe uh, I'll get a chance. All right, everybody. I guess that is the end of the show. Uh, Am I ready for the end of the show? No. Freaking ridiculous. Now everything's a struggle. Uh, Find us all on social media at Last God Standing. Pod on Instagram and Gmail. Last God Standing on Facebook. Somebody next to me. Uh, Twitter's Last God Stand Pod. No, Last God Pod. Remember, that's Boston. That's Poseidon. That happened by accident, and then now I can't stop saying it that way. Yeah, I told it so I bought that one. Last God Pod. Last God Pod. Last God Pod. <laughs> uh, we're hosted on Podbean at lastgodstanding.podbean.com. Thank you to Mike Jacina for our wonderful theme music and for Danny to say. Thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone.